Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Elveson with the Digital Education Podcast. And if you started listening uh, with me uh, the last couple of days, we started a new series called Stop One Thing. Um, and in that, I'm asking teachers primarily, but in classroom educators or people who are really kind of in, you know, what we might say the trenches of teaching and learning um, in regards to this. And so um, I'm with Sean Atchison of Cherry Hills Christian School in Highlands Ranch, Colorado today. And Sean, I wanna ask you this question, but I wanna read this quote because it's kind of the inspiration that got me started thinking about this series. And it's from John Eckert and his article, uh, The Know and Innovate. And he says, we cannot do everything well. If we attempt to be all things to all people, we will fail to do anything well. Therefore, school leaders should thoughtfully abandon those things that fail to serve students well. And so I'm interested in you because you're starting a new program, too, that's that's going to take students online for the fall, maybe even longer. Um, and you're a fourth grade teacher. What's something that as you think about like what you're building, but then as you go back to the classroom, like what's something that you just realize that I just got to stop doing this because it's not helping? Well, I'll even tell you something that happened just in the last week. <laughs> we uh, we are doing kind of an online platform for our school. And we've been talking about all these things that we did really well. You know, we had a week to prepare for, you know, the, the COVID learning situation. And really, as we kind of threw people into that, we had some people who really did great on that. And they, they just soared through it. And they really had a great uh, grasp on what this needs to look like. And we had some teachers who really struggled with it. And they were able to tell us that. And what we really found as we started our summer planning is we kind of threw on the board, we just threw everything that we thought we did well and everything that we wanted to improve on. And while the uh, things that we did well board was great, that list of things that we want to improve on really started to take the shape of, well, now we need to start thinking about the next level and what can we do to really, you know, what subscriptions do we need to do? What technology do we need to invest in? And we're just starting to even list the programs that we use already. And what we found is we even have uh, things like a, uh, we have a digital uh, literacy tool called Lexia that we use. And uh, what we found is just as we were looking at just their, their tools, we're not even using that as well as we could. So what would be the point of adding in something completely new and something completely different and add spending an extra sum of money when we're not even you know, you utilizing what we do have and what we have spent our money on well and to the the best of our capabilities. So just even thinking of that, that's just my first thing personally. Um, you know, we have a good LMS setup. We have what we want our units to look like um, in a digital setting, but really thinking about, well, we have these things that we pay for. Why would we think about adding more on if we're not even utilizing that as best as we could? So how do you go about making the decision? Because I think that's a great point. I've been there many, many times in my career where I look at something or a situation and it's like we have this great tool, especially, you know, the subscription services or whatever it might be. We have this great tool. At what point in time do you say, hey, you know what, this is a great tool. We need to utilize it. We need to implement it in a much more significant way. Or we just need to like end the subscription because like as great as it is, nobody's using it. 
Yeah. Um, and I can tell you just in our personal thing, what we do is when we're kind of setting the budget for the next year, uh, we start looking at the data and the statistics of who's using this tool and, you know, to what level and, uh, you know, are we actually, is it worth the $7,000 that we're spending for, you know, this tool that two teachers are using? And when we start looking at those things, we actually start reaching out to teachers who do use it and start asking them how they, you know, how they would do it. Um, I don't, I don't want to just start throwing out everything that we've ever done, but one of the ones that uh, I know that has been kind of uh, on the fence for us is discovery education because it's this amazing tool that's really great, but really like it's not the first thing when you get a new teacher in that you're going to train them on. And, you know, we, uh, we have this great, you know, we use Canvas thinking of trying to like do the LTI for that and push, you know, the, you know, the uh, discovery education into that. It takes a couple clicks, but once you use it, it's great. But we're, you know, a lot of times when we have teachers come in, we're just trying to get them to use Canvas well. So it's that, it's like taking that step up is the foundation set up enough so that we can actually utilize that tool well. And we actually ended up uh, not continuing discovery education because we actually found there's, especially with flipped classrooms and things like that, uh, there are some ways that we can actually, uh, we can, we can kind of use our time and our resources even better. And so it was a lot of actually getting input from our teachers of, well, a couple of them really like it, but if it's only a couple people and they have other ways that they can uh, still improve their teaching, they will be able to adjust well. Um, I think a lot of times when we're in our pre-service classes and, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're with Baylor, so you know, we, you're teaching teachers to reflect constantly. And so part of that is being able to understand, hey, this is great, but if it's not serving everybody well, or it's only serving one or two people well, maybe we need to consider not doing that and improving these things that maybe seven or eight teachers are doing well. well. How are they using it well? And how can we empower them to teach other teachers how to use it well? And uh, in, in just the scope of even just thinking of the fall after COVID, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who say, hey, I really like this and we want to take it to the next level. What I would tell you is just make sure that you actually take a look at everything you subscribe to. Are you actually using that well? And is that money better spent elsewhere? So let me ask one question. Like yeah. one last question and see if there's, you know, something that you're thinking about because remote, like the emergency remote learning, right? So you're building this new program. So what's one thing where it's like, you know what, this was emergency remote learning and it worked for the time being, but as we build a more significant program, you know, the, the CH connect that you're talking about, um, what's one thing that like you, you, you got to change people's minds or per perspective on in, in that, you know what, this was good for, for the last few months, but this is what it's going to be for the future. So uh, if there's one thing that I know that we'll be working on a lot in the summer, when we uh, really start giving people their, their kind of work for preparing for this uh, alignment is a huge piece, especially when you have five days, it's, it's not, uh, easy to get everybody on the same page right away, especially when you're not allowed to be in the same room as them. So uh, just in terms of just, just the basics of when a parent is looking at this, because that's another person you have to consider in, a, in an online setting, 
uh, for you know how much can you give them is if a parent looks at an assignment for a fifth grader and a second grader are they going to be able to help both of those kids effectively is your you know is the coding of your language effective enough that a parent can navigate that is it effective enough that even a middle schooler and uh, you know a lower school kid could work together and just because your coding is consistent you're giving your you know kind of i don't want to use the clientele but just kind of the people that are working with what you're giving them are you putting them in a successful spot i think if you're looking at classroom procedures it's an easy way to kind of think about it in the same way if your classroom procedures work this particular way you're going to be very clear about that i mean we spend the first week of the year every year clarifying our expectations so that's the one thing that we're even that's our that's like our step one is when someone logs in are they going to see the instruction page and they know that there's going to either be some directions in there with materials and perhaps an instructional video or is it just going to give you a chapter to read for the book and then you move on to the next piece and it's the daily work and you know like that's one of our coding words is daily work means that's something that you're going to need to turn in and so it's just those little kind of code words to give just people just that success point of okay i see this i know what it means and i'm not drowning anymore like i was in march well, and it is. I mean, it's it's a great way to do it, especially when you're building something new. It's like, what what are we going to use so that brings clarification for the user? I, I don't mind that term, like you say, clientele, or even yeah. like as we've talked about, like the user experience, because you know there there is a certain place that I've been in education long enough that I talk education speak, but I have enough friends that will call me and say, Eric. When, when the teacher says this, what do they mean? <laughs> you know, and so often, you know, we do, we get into education speak or we get into our worlds where mm -hmm. we, we, we think we know what people are understanding, but they don't understand. And so that's a great point of like just clarifying the language the so that then like the user experience can, can be, you know, excellent. So, Sean, so appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this with me. Well, I appreciate you asking me on. This has been a, this has been great, man.